Hello, and welcome to Saturday Night Hive. I am here with my pal, Hibba Ray. Hello, Hibba. Hi, Candace. So we are here in December to talk about a real interesting double duty that I did not see coming, which is Billie Eilish as host and musical guest. Starting off with our initial thoughts, Hibba, what was your initial reaction to hearing that Billie Eilish would be doing both? Oh my god, Billie Eilish. <laughs> I forgot that's what you called her. Um, okay, so I was honestly, I don't have any problems with Billie Eilish. Like I'm generally pretty impressed by her and like how she has handled herself being a young celebrity. Like I think no major scandals basically. Um, I was kind of like, okay, like we'll see how it goes. Like we'll see if she can do it. I think um, I'm biased because my favorite double duty host is obviously uh, a one Mr. Aubrey Graham, aka Drake. And I agree. And I and agree. Yeah, double duty hosting is hard. Like he was out of breath for his musical performances because he was very involved in all the sketches. So um, basically, I was trying to see like how she handled that. But overall, I really loved her musical performances. Like I think if if I think anything of Billie Eilish, I think she's a performer and I think she delivered on that aspect musically. Um, so yeah, I'll start with that. What did you think? I agree with you. I mean, we kind of said this last week, but when Billie Eilish was announced as the host and musical guest, I was very nervous. I was very scared. I just did not know. I have no reference of her as a actress, and I was just extremely scared, a little bit curious. But I will say, one of my favorite SNL musical performances of like all time is Billie Eilish's first time doing SNL where she was like in the box and it was rotating. If you watch the behind yeah. the scenes video really on cool. YouTube, she had like a fractured ankle. Like it was a feat of imagination. I think the funny link is that Drake also performed Hotline Bling in a box, a, like a mm-hmm. light box of sorts. But I agree with you. I think musically, Billy did such a good job and had such strong performances this week. I did not love her sketches. Um, and there's there's a few reasons for it. And maybe I should start with, like, her monologue. So, I mean, first off, let's just say it. Uh, 16-year-old Colin Jost. What did oh you my gosh. think about that, Hibba? I thought it was so funny that they showed the picture I don't think I've ever seen that picture in all of my knowledge about Colin Jost and I was just like oh my god how was this man voted like sexiest comedian alive or whatever the category was (laughs) like I don't know it made me think about not as dramatic as this but just to be dramatic it made me think of like the Elon Musk before and after hair transplants picture where I was like how is this man now married to Scarlett Johansson but anyways um yeah, I, I loved that she made fun of Colin in the monologue. Like, I gave her major points for that. I think in general, she was, like, trying to be funny, and she did a good comedian thing where she, like, brought it full circle with her jokes about her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, in general, I feel like the vibe I get from Billie Eilish, which I feel like is better than being chaotic, which a lot of, like, musicians at her age kind of are was that she was very like poised and in control of like the narrative and I feel like that is how she showed up to SNL where she 
like was down to play and everything but like her monologue was like super poised and like i didn't get the sense that she was like nervous or anything like that um so yeah yeah i mean she did pretty all right in the monologue i often forget that Billie eilish is 20 years old because i feel like she's either my age or older like Mm. she she knows enough about this industry to pull off a good performance yeah and i felt like her monologue was whimsical her dress i didn't love it like it was definitely a choice but it was very mrs clausish i also have this bias where i like blonde Billie eilish i don't like brunette Billie eilish Mm. but that's like a me thing um but yeah i thought she was actually quite good at like crowd work and getting the audience on her side and just kind of being very like well-rounded entertainment-y so i give her credit for that um i'm curious though is there a sketch that you feel like she did really well in or like shined yeah i really love the tiktok sketch i think that first of all it incorporated a lot of the cast members which i really loved um and it had um pete playing island boy which was perfect i feel like that's maybe the only like white rapper that he hasn't impersonated i don't know if Mm. they're actually white but i assume Mm. um and then yeah i think her as like the the nurse that was like doing all the dances while her patients were like having like severe crises was like funny um and it was just like a very timely thing to do like i feel like with if you have a young host you like might as well kind of like hop on the bandwagon of like oh she actually is very much on tiktok and like could plausibly do that stuff i think with the other sketches um i feel like she played along with what they wanted her to do but it felt a little weird to me like it wasn't quite there in terms of landing um for example like um the sketch where it was like the night I met Santa where she was singing I did like that she was singing because I like when they have like people that are musicians and they like let them show off their talents like Adele did that whole bachelorette sketch which was really great and which was just an excuse for her to sing all her songs Mm -hmm. um but it was just kind of like a little awkward and weird and I don't know I felt like we were watching like a high school rendition of SNL where like somebody has an idea and like Billie Eilish is like the star like person that gets the lead in all of the plays and she can deliver whatever you ask her to deliver but it doesn't feel like her whole self and her whole brand is in it like it and maybe it's just because I feel like her brand is very strong so whenever I see her in comedy where she's just kind of like part of it it feels to me that she is just like holding back a little bit um but I think it's really difficult as a young musician as a young celebrity to strike the balance between being enough of your brand and like like being poised and holding back right um yeah I don't know I feel like what I'm trying to say is like I have respect for her even if I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like all of the sketches landed yeah I mean I think her youth and her being 20 specifically is an interesting factor into all of this she Mm -hmm. is 10 years younger than anyone else on the cast and so 
if there's anyone in the season who has hosted who is going to do a TikTok sketch, I, it her. definitely should and would be her. And I think that was a good choice because the TikTok sketch in particular, to me, I felt like that would have been such a good SNL at home sketch because it's mm. so easy to do from home. My one critique of that sketch is who the hell is turning their phone sideways to text? Yeah. That was weird to me. And I was like, I don't understand if this is an aspect ratio thing, but like who the hell is doing that? I also, frankly, did not need the Phineas cameo because I have a personal thing about Phineas, which is that he does not have the X factor required to be a star, but it's fine. I will also say there were like two sketches this week that involved families with eight children. One of them was this one. The other one was the Christmas card sketch. And I was like, what is that about? Yeah. But TikTok wise. My favorite ones were definitely 80 and her like Dom alter ego and Andrew yeah. being a white boy who sings songs badly. I, I don't know why, but anytime someone sings Flo Rida, it makes me very happy. I loved that because also it felt so believable. Like if those were everybody's alternative personalities, Andrew would of course be like the acoustic yep. covers of pop songs guy that takes himself so seriously in like a coffee shop. Um, I thought it was also funny that they had Aristotle doing stand up and getting like heckled Yum. because he is a comedian. And so, Yum. Um, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. I mean, I think speaking of Aristotle, we got to talk about the saddest cut for time of all. Angelo oh Christmas. Whew. I mean, I was so happy to see that they brought back Angelo because here's another thing about Angelo. This is a theory and just hear me out, everyone. Rami Malek, Billie Eilish, very born in L.A. people. Billie is from Silver Lake. Rami was from the Valley. And I was like, is this like an L.A. thing? Do L.A. people really love Angelo? I have to admit, Angelo Christmas did not hit the same way it did the first time. But I appreciate Billie's willingness to go into it with a character. Like, I really appreciated that. Yeah, I was also devastated to find out that the sketch was cut for time. I really feel like Angelo is prime time, and I don't understand why they would cut it out of the show. I feel like some of the other sketches were less strong than it. And also, whenever you make a sketch reoccurring, it's only reoccurring if it's in the actual show. Um, So yeah, I thought that was insulting. I agree with you about your thing about how they're the same type of weird and how, um, like, it only worked because Rami was like so willing to be there and to bring a character. I also agree with you in saying that it didn't quite hit the same way. Like I think Billy tried and it was still funny, but I feel like also the sketch writers or whoever was in charge of that, like they didn't mirror the first sketch exactly in the way that they could have. Like for example, they didn't do the thing where they got a suggestion and then they said it exactly correctly, even though it was a hard word. So I kept waiting for them to hit like the same exact like comedic points and they didn't do that. So I think that took away from me. But I, I yeah, I think the willingness was there and I really hope that they do bring back Angelo again. Um, yeah, the, it, this is a tough one because Angelo to me, I love so much. But I think the issue is that like, it's hard to figure out what is so great about it and therefore what can you create manipulations upon because I can't tell if it's that we love Angelo himself, if we love Tonight, that part, if we love 
Mikey Day slash Daniel Craig just screaming words. Or if we I because I think what actually made this sketch really good was the surprise was like Rami coming out and specifically the um the the tassels like that to me was actually the best part and therefore by doing Angelo again there is either no element of surprise or you have to go really out of the box and I think that's hard and so I'm I'm in this place where it's kind of like do I want to see this over and over again and to have it lose value? Do I want it to see it once every five years and be like, ooh, Easter egg? Because, um, I mean, uh, another, like, example I would think of is, like, what's up with that? They've done it so mm-hmm. many times. And there was, like, a point in, like, the third, fourth, and fifth time they did it that people were like, all right, this is this is over. We're done. Blah, blah, blah. And then it came back in a really strong way, I would say, with, like, Jason Sudeikis hosting but the thing is, like, you really got to find the right time and the right X factor for it. And you have to get the right host for it. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are all really good points. Um, I was pleased to see that there was another Please Don't Destroy sketch that was cut for time. I feel like they are basically the new Kyle Mooney because all of their sketches get cut for time. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to mm-hmm. see Kyle moving up in the world. I mean, look, I think it's time we talk about it, guys. It's been brought to our attention that Kyle Mooney is married. It, let me tell you about the emotions I went through this morning. So I woke up. I watched Seth Meyers. He was on. He was twirling something in his left hand. And I was like, what the hell is that? It was a wedding ring. By the way, he looked a little uncomfortable with it on. And I say, go ahead, take it off, boy. Um, and then through some investigative research, I did indeed find out. Homeboy got married about four months ago. And like, look, it wasn't to me. I know. I know everyone's thinking that. It wasn't to me. It wasn't to Hibba. Um, but all I can say is good for you. It's so weird because we can't find any information on who he's married to, which is also like confusing to me because I'm like who does he think he is like he's not the Mm. kind of celebrity where people are gonna be like following around his partner unless I'm like really really underestimating the SNL fan kingdom um but I don't know like I appreciate and like respect celebrities when they're like oh like I don't want my family to be in this but I'm like you're Kyle Mooney like why is your personal life private there's no personal life section for him on wikipedia and i'm just like why can't you just tell us do you think he's secretly married to like actually to like leslie jones or like one of the oh that's so sweet of you. like someone that he fake married i don't know i mean i love that i do i think the reason why we're aggravated is because he blindsided us if there's anyone who we never expected to be not single it's kyle And think of every Kyle Mooney type of person you went to high school with. The minute they attained the affection of a person, it was on Facebook. It was on Instagram. It was on Pinterest. And Kyle said nothing? Yeah. I'm confused. Anyway, so as we're dealing with that, um, I will say, though, I think the whole John Mulaney mess of 2021 did prepare us for this shock. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you, John, for prepping us for this moment. Anyway, maybe it's time we talk about music. So I really liked Billy's 
first performance of the night, Happier Than Ever, I thought it was actually really, really cute for her parents to introduce her. Yeah. Like, that is that is so adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did want to come back to something Hiba said earlier, which is that her biggest fear uh, is when the musical guest does not have enough breath to sing their songs because they are also hosts. And I want to ask mm-hmm. you, how do you think she did? Yeah, I thought she did great. I also loved that... She knew she needed like sort of a surprise twist because people remember her as doing the performance like in the rotating box that you were talking about earlier. So she started the first performance where it was really close up on her and then like she turns around and you realize that she's not facing, she wasn't facing the audience the whole time. Um, So I thought that was really cool. And even her second performance, like they were just like sitting cross-legged on the floor or something. I don't know. I felt like it was very performance-y and like, I think a good measure for me of like how well they did was when I don't regularly listen to their music, but I enjoyed the musical performance and I was engaged the whole time. Like a lot of times on the musical performance, I'm like, oh, like I'll go get some water or something. Like I can take a break because I don't care about this performance. But I was like so encaptured by it. And I think like she is a true artist and like that was a true artist like doing their thing so yeah i taught musical performances um yeah she didn't seem out of breath at all and i give her a 10 out of 10 for those exactly i think what i love about billy's performances even looking back at her first time on snl is that she has a very architectural vision of her stages because she does really well in confined spaces which is hard for so many artists like i would even say Bad Bunny had a hard time with his SNL like staged performance. I would say Olivia yeah. Rodrigo kind of also wasn't sure exactly where to put herself. It's a small stage. It's a very small stage. And on top of that, like you said, I really appreciate her giving us this big 180 view of the audience in Studio 8H because we never really get opened up to that side of it. So yeah. I like that. And I loved when she got to the rocky part of Happier Than Ever. I Her vocals throughout the whole thing were so good. But I'm with you in that I haven't listened to her album, but her second song, I really love the lyrics of the first verse. It made me literally want to go on Spotify.com and just like type it in and like listen. And so she did a really good job as a musical performer. And I'm proud of her because I kind of unfortunately think that is where she should stay. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. Um yeah, I, I feel like if the sketches were like meh and the musical performance was like meh, I would have been like, it wasn't worth the sacrifice. Like, let her just focus on what she was doing. But since the musical performances were so great, I was like, I think I think that made me feel better about the sketches overall, to be honest. I mean, I think it helped. I think her doing good musical performances upped her overall ranking. Um, yeah. And I did want to talk a little bit about someone I've been thinking of with this episode. So first off, Kate McKinnon is back now after filming Tiger King in Australia. Woo. Did you miss her? Oh, my God. Yeah, I I feel like her absence was really felt. And I feel like when she came back, um, we kind of saw what we were missing because in the cold open, she played Dr. Fauci. And I feel like no one else could do that justice. Um, and I don't know, I feel like she's just like the OG now, like she introduced Billy's second mus- musical performance and I felt like she was the right person to do it. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to see her. I agree. Billie Eilish really likes Kate McKinnon, which I guess that's cute. I didn't know that Billie Eilish really liked Kate McKinnon, but I feel like 
that makes a lot of sense because in that sketch that they were in together where they were like working at this like very drab hotel um she kept cracking up and like kate mckinnon is hilarious like i think it would be really hard to maintain your composure if you were in a sketch with her but it was like the kind of cracking up where you like really like the person next to you so you like can't stop laughing um because the sketch itself i will say was like not that good like i feel like they hit the same joke over and over again and like they didn't heighten it that intensely but you could tell that billy was just like kind of giddy off of like being right next to kate mckinnon as she was like doing her craft um so yeah i thought it was funny i also feel like there's sort of i feel like they must have similar senses of humor or like they show up they have like a similar energy for me so i could see that i agree I agree. And I hope it's more than just being blonde. Um, but yeah, I'm glad Kate McKinnon is back, especially because Cecily Strong possibly might be taking a few weeks off in January because she was doing mm. a Broadway show, which is really exciting. And the venue actually seems kind of cool. It's like a 360 space so you can see her perform and it's a one woman show. So you can see her perform mm. from all angles. Um, but I did want to just take a moment to give some cast member shout outs for some honorable mentions. Uh, I want to start with Ego and Bowen Kings. In fact, I love when Ego told Bowen, I don't know, King. Let's find out. That was hot. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Andrew Dismukes because, you know, his weekend update was kind of, it was fun. He played a, let's call it an animal enthusiast. Um, and his face painting, I have to admit, was really, really good. I was very impressed. Um, and I just really enjoy animals. So that was a fun one for me. I thought that one was kind of weird, but I feel like it did give us more insight into like what kind of character he's going to be. Like, I feel like he's very much following in the footsteps of Kyle Mooney where like his thing is weird things. Mm -hmm. Like after the, like, I feel like he's in a few weekend update appearances now and, they don't always land, but it's funny to see him sort of like playing the panicky character. Um, so yeah, I've I thought Punky Johnson's weekend update thing was like very very hilarious, and mm. I also feel like Andy didn't have to have the face paint like this. It could have worked without it, but it just added. It was beautiful face paint. Always shout out to like SNL makeup and uh like dress department but it just added to the character that he like wanted that or that he felt like mm -hmm. it was necessary you know true and you know speaking of kyle mooney successors he did have a pre-tape called kyle's christmas and my only question for you hibba would you spend december 25th with kyle mooney i feel like that's an unfair question because I don't celebrate Christmas, so I would oh, damn, be free. I did <laughs> but you would be free. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it. Would you celebrate Christmas with Kyle Mooney? Because there's more of an opportunity cost if you celebrate Christmas. <laughs> we would have to be dating for. No, I'm sorry. We would have to be engaged, and we would have to have been dating for three years. Mm, yeah. Okay. I think Man, when funny. you turned that question on me, that was that was smart. <laughs> I did think it was funny that he unearthed this like random hate for Mikey Day because I don't think they've ever had beef. 
That was funny. So I guess it is time for us to rank this episode in whole. Hiba, what is your ranking of the Billie Eilish episode? Um. Okay, I'm going to give this episode a 7 out of 10 Christmas Angelos. Um, oh, good. I feel like, to be honest, it was a pretty solid episode in that I was happier after I watched it than before I watched it. And I think there was enough good stuff in it spaced out enough that I felt like the parts that didn't quite land were like carried by the other parts. So like, including we like we talked about Billie Eilish's like two really great musical performances and then um, like Weekend Update and things like that. Um, so I thought it was, I thought they did enough to carry it. And also there is still a holiday episode. Um, and that's the one that I expect more of. I think also it helps to say that I didn't know exactly what to expect from Billie Eilish. So just the fact that like she mostly delivered and like didn't do badly on the musical performances. I was like, okay, cool. Like this is actually good. So I'm going to give this episode Six out of ten, weirdos with beardos. Mm. I stand by my statement that I really wish Billy had been just the musical guest and not the host. Now, my reasoning for this is that I just don't think she is a good actress. And mm. I honestly was distracted by how distracted she was. Like, her face wasn't, like, emotive. She was so clearly reading cue cards. Everyone reads cue cards. But it's just, like, the she was reading it without performing it. I weirdly thought that Phineas, who I do not like, was a better actor than her, especially in the TikTok sketch, especially in the last sketch with her and Kate. And I do think that I just have a problem with people pulling double duty when they shouldn't. For example, mm. I really, really think one of the biggest mistakes was having Adele hosting like that to me I cannot get over and a part of me is just like just because you win album of the year at the Grammys does not exactly mean you should double you should host SNL but at the same time I also feel like I'm a little unfair to Billy because I forget she's 20 and when yeah. I think about myself at 20 my taste and humor my perception of self like my willingness to be perceived was so undeveloped i the things that i found funny at 20 i do not find funny anymore the things i find funny today i had no understanding of back then and so i have to give her a little bit of credit for even being willing to put herself in that space and when i think about the entire show i personally think her best performance was performances non-musical were like the tiktok one she didn't speak but also I thought her Angelo Christmas performance was actually quite good. Like, I was like, okay, so you can be a character. It just has to be X amount of weird. So, mm-hmm. with that being said, Billy, fantastic musical performances. Very, very strong. Very, very good. Please come back and do only one job. <laughs> what if she comes back and only hosts and doesn't do musical guest? <laughs> I... <sighs> Mm. I would be devastated. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We're really excited because next week is the Paul Rudd episode, which is great. Musical guest, Charlie XCX, someone that I love so much. I'm excited. Hibba's excited. And we're really excited to talk about it next week. Hibba, 
Thank you so much for being here with me. Paul Rudd is gonna be in the Five Timers Club with this episode, so I'm very excited for them to like do their Five Timers sketch where they bring back everyone who's in it. Um, I watched Bowen on Late Night yesterday, mm-hmm. and he said that there may or may not be a Five Timers themed thing, so I think that there will be one, so I'm excited for that. I'm sure there will be. Let's just hope and pray that Alec Baldwin is not available. Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god I forgot about him. Woof. Um, yeah, I don't think they'll invite him. Do you think Scarlett would come back? Is she, she's in the Five Timers Club, right? She's in the Five Timers Club, and she did the holiday episode last year. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I mean, I f- assume that she's around because Colin is around, but honestly, I don't know. She zoomed into late night yesterday, which I was like, why aren't you there in person? But maybe it was a COVID thing. Yeah. The thing is, she's also in Marvel, so a part of me is like, she'd be a great person to do it. Ah, damn. All right, everyone, you need to prepare yourselves. There might be a Scarlett Johansson, Paul Rudd moment with Alec Baldwin in the background. Be prepared. Be prepared. Be prepared. Anyway, we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.